0: Hi there, I'm Jack Morafi, and after many years of traveling to over 100 countries, I'm passing along my experiences to you. Stay connected at UrbanMusicReport.com for the hottest music and feature videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at UrbanMusicReport.com. Stay connected.
1: Do you listen to the TV on high volume or have trouble hearing conversations? Then you would benefit from hearing aids. Don't waste thousands on expensive hearing aids when you can get Nano's revolutionary technology just $347. Don't be fooled by higher-priced hearing aids. The CIC Recharge is a true hearing aid, not an amplifier. With rechargeable technology many customers say is superior to more expensive models. Call now and get not one, but two nano hearing aids for just $347. Plus, we'll add a portable charging dock and ship your order absolutely free. The CIC Recharge has a tiny in-the-ear canal design that is nearly invisible. Why keep missing out on important conversations or waste thousands of dollars? Call and get two CIC Recharge hearing aids for only $347 and free shipping. Call now. 800-896-9704. Again, that's 800-896-9704.
0: Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music and feature videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Hi there. Jack Morafi here, the affluent traveler. Today we capture the world-famous vineyards in the second city of France, Bordeaux. Bordeaux is the third wine area of my series, Seven Fine French Wine Regions. Check out the others on this and other H2O TV network streaming channels. Sometimes Bordeaux wines are referred to as claret, which goes back to the 14th century, when the word meant clear because it was pale or light-colored wine. Claret is derived from the Latin word for clear. In those days, Bordeaux wines were in fact more like the color of rosé, these days, claret is used as a generic way by some people to signify Bordeaux wine. In the 1700s, England and France were at war as they usually were, and around that time, the English started to gravitate to Portuguese wines and ports to satisfy their thirst. When we start to talk about the wines of Bordeaux, you will recognize some of the world-famous names in the wine trade that are found here. Chateau Latour, Chateau Latour. Chateau Philippe de Rothschild, Chateau haute and Chateau Lafite, to name a few. These are among the blockbuster wines of the world. Others found it a little while later, and yes, they are among the most expensive wines in the world. But more about the town of Bordeaux, however. Sitting firmly on the last curve of the Garonne River, the city of Bordeaux is also on the Atlantic, about 425 miles from Spain. It is one of the sweetest spots in France. Founded in 350 BC by the Romans, the city had a checkered history. Believe it or not, the local tribesmen defeated the Roman soldiers in 107 BC, but ownership of the town went back and forth between France and England. In fact, Eleanor of Aquitaine, who was the head of the region called Aquitaine, around Bordeaux married the man who became king of France, Louis. The seventh. After 15 years later, the marriage dissolved and she married the King of England. She must have been quite a lady. Uh, two kings? So, a long history of Bordeaux and England was supported by the active trade for the famous wines of Bordeaux. In fact, the Bordelais in 1517 complained about the number of English merchants, negociants they're called, and sailors who are all around the town, seven to 8,000 of them at the time in the Bordeaux area. Although its cathedral is medieval, and the splendid, colonnaded grand theater is a real architectural delight, the largest imprint over the years has been the vigneron, the guys who own the money, the wine professionals who have lots of power of this and so very dedicated wine town. Their large and conspicuous houses throughout the city number about 5,000, from 16th to 18th century and make it a thrill just to wander about. A testimony to the fact that there is money in wine, especially when your family has owned the land where the vineyards are located for generations. Your family also acts as the negociant, the merchant, and you can afford to wait around several years until the wine decides to mature. Not just kidding. The fact is that the wine business is like gambling according to my guide from the National Tourist Office, who also works in the vineyards. There are too many things that can go wrong, he says. The soil, the wind, the rain, the birds, and the sun or lack of it, and said my friend Germain de Legendre, a local resident and wine worker. As to the land around Bordeaux and next to the Garonne River, it's very hilly. Much of it is flat, however, and going far back away from the river. Apparently, the charming hills and dales yield less attractive wines. Or, as the locals say, the duller the countryside, the better the wine. A note about wine vintages, by the way. Really, dedicated wine connoisseurs make a good deal about vintages of Bordeaux wine. Wine consumers have been so bombarded... From both the trade and the wine press that mountains of information about the extraordinary vintages of the past couple of decades, they cry out, wine of the decade, every two years, it seems. It's hard to get excited about yet another vintage year. Yet, to be fair, Bordeaux has had many great vintages during the past 30 years. It's about the lifespan of you or I will be drinking these wines, Um, and indeed, they should be drunk within 10 years. The truth is that the 60s and 70s had a lot of bad years, and the 80s fared much better with 1982 and 1989, the big years. Remember that if you're in a wine shop, by the way. Then again, some years for one area in Palauk may not be as good as another in Pomerol. Two of the major appellations found here, that's the word they use in France, but the 90s and 2000s, all anticipated what are called the golden age of Bordeaux. Great bottles should be cellared for at least 10 years, as I suggested, and the general rule. However, there are plenty of reasonably priced wines available, as many intended for opening in a couple of years. Let's start with the elements for making a great Bordeaux wine. The single most prominent factor about the best red and and white wines of Bordeaux is their remarkable longevity. In great years, the aging potential of these wines is unequaled by any other table wine produced in the world. Even in lesser vintages, the wines often need a good five to eight years to fully develop. The reason, in order of importance, the grape varieties, the soil, the climate, and the method of winemaking. I promise not to get too technical, so hang in there. The grape varieties, it took hundreds of years to evolve with the right grapes and the right soil conditions to marry them together. Two major grape varieties are used in the making of Bordeaux. And you know these, I think, in the contemporary world. Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot are the numbers one and two. About 65% of the land is planted with Cabernet and 30% with Merlot, with a couple of minor grapes as well. Most of the wines of Bordeaux are primarily one or the other of these two major grapes. If a Chateau uses a high percentage of Cabernet Sauvignon in its blend, in all likelihood the wine will be dense, colored, full-bodied, tannic, and age-worthy. On the other hand, if a high percentage of Merlot is used in the blend, then in most cases, suppleness and charm are the preferred personality traits. See, not too technical. The soil. It's not unusual to hear Bordeaux's best winemakers say the wine is made in the vineyard, not the winery. Even California winemakers are becoming more aware that it's the case that the greatness of their wine is a result of the soil, or, as it is called in French, le terroir, and not the vindication of, of all of this, because the, the wine has to sit in that soil for many years and not the uh, kind of equipment that's needed to bring it out in the, in the, uh, uh, as it comes back from the, the field. The famous Medoc area of Bordeaux is a triangular landmass bordered on the west by the Atlantic Ocean, on the east by the wide river, and on the south by the city of Bordeaux. The top vineyards of the Medoc are on slight rises facing the river. Basically, it's gravel and sandy soil. Clay is down under, and this subsoil, it's called, if it is heavy clay, you get less fine wines. If it is lighter chalk and gravel, you get finer, lighter wines. The next thing is the climate. The great vintage of Bordeaux, they've always had characterization by growing seasons that have been normally hot, dry, and sunny. The excellent to great vintages from 1900, 1920, and 29, 52, 59, 61... 89 and 82 are all the recent vintages that have shared distinctive climactic conditions. Heat, sunshine, and drought-like conditions. I trace these vintages back, and they also, or almost all, share another condition. They all share a commencement date of the harvest in September. So we're talking about red wines here, and it should be noted that the climactic patterns leading to excellent or even good vintages do not apply to the sweet wines made in the Bersaka Sauternes region. Great vintages in those regions require a combination of mist, humid mornings, and dry, sunny afternoons. Those circumstances lead to something I love to say, noble rot, or botrytis. The grape get a little fuzz and become as sweet as possible, leading to splendidly rich, unctuous, decadent wines. The method of winemaking is next phase. The grapes arrive from the vineyards. Few chateaux take the time to de-stem the grapes by hand, as they did in the olden days. There is a destemmer slash crusher machine to the rescue, in fact. Most vineyards have the pickers, uh, what is called a triage, Plucking the stems from the branches of wine, of, of grapes, sorry, as they go. Then a the decision could go with a full destemming run or partial. See, something you may not have known. Actually, some big chateaus elect to throw, throw some stems into the fermentation tank. Both Chevaux uh, Petrus and Osun add about 20 to 30% of stems, with the assumption that the stems make the the, uh, a tougher wine that will age better and longer. Uh, next stop is the fermentation tank and the trend in Bordeaux is to replace the large old oak and cement fermentation vats with stainless steel temperature controlled tanks. However, despite the increasing members that have converted to stainless steel tanks, the traditional Oak guys still are widely used. As the fermentation starts, and this is a natural occurrence in, in wine when you put a bunch of grapes together, they start uh, bubbling and it can be pretty hot affair. The winemaker makes a decision to capitalize or not to capitalize. Easy that means to put in some sugar. Uh, this means to pop a little sugar into the vat. It means that the winemaker helps the wine to achieve a higher level of alcohol. And nobody is really above this. It's something that they make a judgment about right then and there. And the vines do not have enough natural sugar to go beyond 12% alcohol, by the way, which usually is the case in in very many uh, wines. Uh, Some are a little bit more to 14 or 15 degrees, but that's about it. Then a little old winemaker, more and more the daughter of the founder, by the way, makes the decision to keep a particularly long couvaison, as the phrase is called, usually 7 to 14 days. Well-known chateaus that adhere to a particular long couvaison include some big big names, Petrus, Trattonnet, and Codestornal, Montrose, Le Tour, Lafitte, Rothschild, some of these big guys. There's also a secondary fermentation called a malolactic fermentation, and I'm a little too big for us here, but sometimes occurs simultaneously in the vat, or in most cases, it happens a year after harvesting. It allows the wines to develop a soft, and we say creamy, lactic acidity. Now the wine is put into barrels, and there are a number of options. The use of new oak versus old oak barrels for wine aging has been hotly debated in winemaking circles. The big first growths like Latour and Lafitte Rothschild insists on 100% new oak barrels for virtually every vintage. Others use 20 to 30% new barrels, with those makers wondering if the oakiness in vanilla is too strong to fight the natural aroma of the wine. There's a natural vanilla flavor that comes from oak. In Bordeaux, the wine spend 12 to 24 months in little barrels, which has been reduced over the years to leave more fruitiness and freshness in the wines. Another ancient tech uh, technique to keep the solids from entering the wine is fining, whereby egg whites are introduced in the vats. Curiously, the major wines of Palmer, Margot, and Piquon, Lagande, and Mouton refuse to filter their wines, while another group of growers, uh, again, several of these major, major names, Hoprion, Talbot, Cheval Blanc they do not. The chateau usually refuse to release the wine for shipment until the wine has rested from two to four months. Now to the major characteristics of the most notable wines. Most are found in Medoc and haute Medoc. Um, as you come from the headwaters, you are, see, full- body wines. Pouillac is classic, and most people think of as a Bordeaux, black currant. Cedary bouquet, lots of fruit. St. Julian, hard to tell them from the the Pouillacs, rich fruit. Margot, lightest of the Médoc. Saint-Emilion, softer. And basically, Saint-Esteve is really the, the one that is in the middle, not too harsh and not too soft. Pomerol, called the Burgundies of the Médoc, is much more simple and rich and opulent, black currant and black cherry. Barsac, it's a sweet wine, rich, overwhelmingly sweet, bouquet of honeys and tropical fruit. Grave, favorite over Medoc wines by the English, and the first French wine to be praised in Peep's Diaries of 1660 was a wine from uh, the Medoc and uh, from Grave, which is Oprayon, and indeed, there are a couple more wines in that area as well. There was a great classification in 1855 of the Red Bordeaux. The top 60 wines included all the names I've been talking about. And yes, they are the ones that are out of sight in price. The classification does include more wines from Puyac than others, 18. And I drove along the D2, the famous Route du Grand Cru, Incredibly, as you travel, the great houses of Bordeaux are situated one after the other, like big uh, Greenwich, Connecticut uh, chateaus, all in a row. Chateau Latour, marginally in Puyac, and pichon Long and Pichon-Longueville, and these are just the the creme de la creme of these wines, are going one after the other, right next. They don't have a a lot of uh, the vineyards out in front, but they're beautiful homes. And uh, maybe the heaviest and heavy duty is the Maison du Vin with the extremely political Commanderie des Bontemps, the publicity organization promoting the wines of the May Doc. Tasting Bordeaux. I have a friend in the Temecula Valley uh, in California who has solved the idea of temperature for all time, and I accept it. It goes like this. Red wine, take out of the refrigerator 20 minutes before opening. For white wine, put the bottle in the refrigerator for 20 minutes before opening. That's it. (laughs) Not really that easy, but a good general rule. Using an approved International Standard Organization ISO glass, it's a tulip-shaped one, the temperature should be 60 to 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Any colder than that, and the bouquet and flavors will have a chilling effect on the wine. Visually check the color. A young Bordeaux wine that is light in color, hazy or cloudy, has a problem. All the great Bordeaux vintages share a very deep, deep, rich, dark, ruby color when young. In looking at an older wine, the rim of the wine next to the glass should be examined for amber-orange, rust, and brown colors. These are signs of maturity. Uh, Check the legs of the wine. And you probably heard this too. You swirl it around and you see what sticks to the side of glass. And it's indeed, it's rich in glycerol, which is very solidly a good thing. And after the physical evaluation, the next thing is smell the wine and the taste. Swirl, place your nose in the glass because this is a vital test. This is where you really discern the ripeness and richness of the underlying fruit, the state of maturity, and whether there is anything suspicious about the wine. Several major categories of wine aromas should be detected. And again, this could be a a, a list of 50 or 60 if you were a real serious wine taster and you've been at it for years. But um, I probably get five or six most of the time. But it's uh, balsamic odors. And these are resin or pine trees, animal colors, uh, smells of game, beef or venison, spicy odors, pepper, cinnamon, nutmeg, and fruity odors, which are mostly more of the case, black currants, raspberries, and cherries. Then it comes time to slosh the wine around in your mouth, even chew it. To measure the weight of the wine, the richness, the depth of balance, while inhaling to keep the wine's tactile impressions. Does it taste good? And that's important. Uh, you know, some people make the judgment that it's, uh, I don't know. But does it taste good to you? Remember, sweetness is experience on the tip of the tongue. Saltiness just behind the tip of the tongue. And acidity on each side of the mouth. Bitterness is recognized in the back of the mouth. I'll tell you that again. Sweetness is the tip of the tongue. Saltiness just behind the tip of the tongue. And acidity on each side of the mouth. Bitterness is recognized in the back of the mouth. And it seems that in Bordeaux, a vintage of the century, comes along every decade. decade, decade. Judging by these wines at auction, these legends have stood the test of time. Here are some recent auction prices uh, to make you uh, understand the character and quality. 1945, Chateau Mouton Rothschild, $12,380. 1961, Chateau Latour, $3,965. 1982, Petrus Pomerol, $3,950. Chateau Iquiem, $660 from 2001. Well worth it if you have the money.
1: ¿Usted debe 10 mil dólares o más al IRS? ¿Está preocupado por los gravámenes de banco o embargos de salario? Cada día el IRS es más y más agresivo en la recolección de impuestos atrasados. Community Tax Relief es un miembro acreditado del Better Business Bureau, con más de 50 años de experiencia combinada en el trato con el IRS. Nuestros expertos le ayudarán a resolver sus problemas de impuestos y, si usted califica, podrá resolver sus problemas de impuestos atrasados por menos de lo que debe. Entendemos que tratar con el IRS puede ser un proceso largo, lento y estresante. Nuestra meta es el de mediar entre usted y el IRS para obtener los mejores resultados conforme a las normas del IRS. Nosotros tal vez podamos negociar su deuda tributaria por menos de lo que debe. Liberación de gravámenes, embargos, ayuda con asuntos de inmigración relacionadas con los impuestos y arreglar su problema de impuestos una vez por todas. Llame al número que aparece en la pantalla para una consulta gratis y confidencial de 5 minutos. Are you being audited and
0: do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The
1: tax doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines.
0: Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-586-7140. Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music and feature videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Thank you for joining me. This has been Jack Morafi, the affluent traveler. Today, we've seen um, and discovered Bordeaux Wines one of my seven fine French wine regions. Look for added sessions to the series. Look for the others on the several stations of the H2O Streaming Network.